We lost, by the way. But, you, know you know. Guys, guys, I'm sorry. No. There's a, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. Come on, this is not a joke. Come this on. is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. I blame Steve Harvey for this. I am Christopher Maverick. You can call me Mav, and I am once again here with Palindrome Hannah Rogers. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Mav. This is, for me, an exciting show because if you are a pop culture junkie and you're a movie junkie like I am, this weekend coming up is the Super Bowl of movies. It is the Oscars, and I am super excited about it. Are you excited about it? Uh, <laughs> I have mixed feelings. <laughs> As any sane person who watches or pays attention to the Oscars should. Well, yeah, but I have mixed feelings about the Super Bowls, too. Like, you know, sometimes I mean, it's nice to watch a Super Bowl and just root against the Patriots. That's a thing that people do. You know, every year, you know, the Patriots are going to be there and then you can just turn it on and you'd be like, boo, Tom Brady. Oscars are like that. Well, actually, I've been boycotting the Super Bowl for many years now. So oh, you're missing a great opportunity to just like yell at Tom Brady. It's, it's <laughs> there are more important things like the Oscars. And as this episode drops, it is five days till Oscar. I wish I if I were had more effort, I'd you know put in fanfare there. But um <laughs> <laughs> But we thought we'd do an Oscar prediction show. Regular listeners will notice that Katya is not here and Wayne's not here because when we asked them to do this show, they were like, no, <laughs> do, we, do we have to? I think, I think Katya literally said she would come back when we did an episode she cared about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wayne's answer was, I have no opinion on this. <laughs> and so the laughing voice that you hear in the background, we invited one of your friends back. We invited Zoe. Hey, Zoe. Hey, what's up? So it's Oscars. Who are you wearing? Um, Tarjay. <laughs> Ooh, the oh, fine designer. Me too. <laughs> well, you guys are slackers. I'm, I'm, I'm in my finest tuxedo for this episode because podcasters are theater of the mind and you can just pretend that I am. That's very true. Mm -hmm. So clearly you're in like million dollar gowns with diamonds studded out from Target. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said Target. Come on. So are you excited about the Oscars? I am very excited about the Oscars. Uh, I love the Oscars every year and every year basically get disappointed. Uh, yeah. So I don't know why I keep coming back to it when they keep breaking my heart. But, you know, <laughs> some people can't. Qu I can't quit them. I felt really good last year. I, I, I did. I went 20 for 24 last year on the on the Oscar. Okay, oh, wow. Not, it's not about picking because mm -hmm. anybody can pick. True, true. Things. Like the year that the Hurt Locker won over Avatar, I got all the categories right. And I felt really good about that. Yeah. But but I, as much as I like being right, as regular listeners to the show know, uh, <laughs> um, 
because of the box office game. Um, <laughs> go, go see Sarandi. It's the most amazing film of the year. But as much as I like being right, like there's more to the Oscars than being right or predicting things. It's, exactly. it's a message that the Academy sends every year. And usually that message sucks. Yes, that's true. Yep. And it's going to suck real bad this year. It's going to suck real bad this year. Yeah. But it's this show and we can't just sit there and do the prediction show because, you know, there are other podcasts that do that. So we're going to do predictions. We're going to talk about how you do your predictions and help you win your Oscar poll. And then we're also going to talk about that message and why it sucks. And we're just going to, you know, and I'm going to have some beer while I do it. So <laughs> <laughs> that makes everything better. I'm sorry. It's Oscar. I'm drinking Dom Perignon. Oh, of course. From a green bottle. (laughs) (laughs) That says yingling on it. (laughs) So before we do that, you you brought up the box office game and you said there was no updates. And there is an update because I'm on the board now. Oh, you are. Okay. I guess I don't care about what goes on with you. (laughs) You're actually. No, that's that was mean. But (laughs) you're actually closing the gap. You're 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 catching up to it. I mean, you're not. I don't know that you're going to surpass him before um, Katia just comes in and blows us all away with Captain Marvel in a couple weeks. Yeah, that that's like I I don't care about the box office game at this point until April or May, because (laughs) we're not going to see who is like doing anything interesting until then because of how our release date movies are spread out. But I, right. I suppose Alita Battle Angel is a thing that's happening. Uh, it's happening. I mean, I've, I'm, that's all my money right now. So right now, if you haven't checked the site uh, for people who listen, Wayne is in, in first place with $48 million and change. Uh, and he's got like three movies. Hannah, you're in second place with only one movie. Two or, movies. No, two movies. Well, two movies. One movie in Serenity. And <laughs> you've got $37 million and I am in third with $5 million and Katia has yet to, has yet to hit the board because she's had no movies released, but I might actually do some catching up this weekend because Alita should make, uh, I don't think I'm going to make enough, but Alita should make 20, uh, 20 something million. So it'll at least put me in a respectable place before how to train your dragon three comes out and Wayne takes a commanding lead next week. Oh my God. So. Yay. <laughs> but, you know, I want to like hate Wayne, but <laughs> we all do, but no, no, but I really am excited about how to train your dragon three. I was mad when he yes. took it before I could. Mm-hmm. It's like well. kitties. It's mm-hmm. kitties with wings. Yeah. Well, that's something that might be in the Oscars next year. It might be in the animation. Yes. Which is- it, it, w- <laughs> it might. It will be. I don't yeah. know if it will win because it's going up against like Frozen 2. And, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the trailer dropped for that this week. And it looks I, it looks it edgy. Looks, <laughs> it what? Looks, so- what oh happens? God! Have you, I haven't. Have I didn't see, the, see it. No. Okay. Before you went, went so for for listeners who have not yet watched the Frozen Two trailer, watch the Frozen Two trailer. But here's how you watch it. First, just watch the last five seconds of the Frozen Two trailer, just so you can know that, in my opinion, this movie, no matter what else, is about pipe hidden badass Anna. <laughs> Nothing else matters. I don't think it really is. I think that the trailer is actually because then you can go back and you watch the entire trailer. You can see there's a lot of Elsa in it. But like the last five seconds of the Frozen 2 trailer are amazing. (laughs) It just looks looks like it's it's like super serious and dark based on this trailer. (laughs) Yes, I think they want to give children nightmares. I'm actually tempted. You know, you know what? I want to pause the show and just. Give Zoe an opportunity to watch the trailer. Okay. All right. I'm going to pause the show. And for listeners, nothing will happen here. 
So you've seen it now. What do you think? I think it looks like a Game of Thrones ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Not that I'm super mad about that, but like, is this is a movie for kids. Like kids love Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I do not think this movie is going to make as much as the original, but it's still going to make a ton. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's weird because I'm more excited for it than I was before, but I'm also <laughs> not five and not the target audience. So. Okay, I guess this is the appropriate episode to do this because there's a whole like animated category and it's a big deal when an animated movie gets nominated for Best Picture because yes. people think about mm. animation as a medium for children. Yes, Disney like caters to like fans family but like frozen is not made just for children no oh of course not like pixar movies definitely not made just for children agreed and uh spider-man into the spider-verse definitely made more for adults than children mm-hmm. anyway i don't know i still haven't seen that one. <sighs> oh my god it should have been nominated for best picture and i don't care what anyone else thinks it, it, it should it have been nominated for best picture just it was came really out, good though isn't that beyond it, its deadline no no, no that, it came in, it's not it came yeah, out in it, December. Yeah. With yeah, like, I made with the, like the favorite. Oh, mm-hmm. it, it was not made for best animated picture, which I think it will hopefully well, we'll get win. to that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I think Frozen 2 is sort of like that trailer says we want some consideration here. And mm-hmm. We want some future Oscar consideration, which is which is sort of what this show's about. Now, Zoe, last time you were on the show, we had a little bit of an argument. The three of us. <laughs> <laughs> really? I had which an is- argument with someone? Well, but that's why you're back again. That's, that's this show. There's no hard feelings at all. I actually enjoyed it. And we, you're, you're wrong. Sorry. Let me ask the question first. Come on. You can call me wrong. And give me 60 seconds and then call me wrong. Okay. So we had, we had a question about what makes something Oscar bait and we had differing ideas of it. Yes. And that's, I think, totally a, a topic of discussion for today because today is where it matters, where we have Oscars to be baiting. <laughs> exactly. Very true. Uh, yeah. So let's debate. Okay. What makes a movie Oscar bait? Okay. And to me, Oscar baiting, I'd say this takes a few forms, but to me, the idea of a movie being Oscar bait is when I can sit down in the theater, watch the movie and see that they are making decisions that are not necessarily for the audience. They're not necessarily for the critics. They are making a movie where you're like, hi, I would like to win an award for this. Please pay attention to me. And uh, I have have one really good example of a movie that's not going to happen um, because there was a, there was a little bit of a controversy earlier last year uh, you guys might remember because you guys are exactly the kind of people who might remember this. I don't know if any of our listeners will. There was a movie that Scarlett Johansson was trying to make about a transgender. Uh, yeah. And she announced that she was going to be in this movie and the shit hit the fan. And everybody was like, no, this movie should be made with an actual transgender person. And I at the time said, no, 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 no. I understand why people wanted that. But this movie isn't being made to give transgender representation. This movie is being made because Scarlett Johansson really wants an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And okay. without Scarlett Johansson, this movie is not going to happen. And people are like, no, they will give it. You know, we can we have many, many fine transgender actors. And I was like, uh, we probably do. However, so people complained and she walked away from the project and everybody was like, yay. And then they announced that the project was dead because Mm -hmm. that movie was only happening 
because she was pushing for it. And of that's course. what I think an Oscar bait movie is. I think an Oscar bait movie is mm. this is a movie to win some awards to be talked about by the Academy, not necessarily win the award, but at least, Hey Academy, pay attention to me. I, mean, Oscar bait. I don't think that you're 100% wrong Ooh. in this context. 98%. Yes. Um, <laughs> because, but like Oscar bait movies can include several, like, you know, different like tropes or categories. Absolutely. Um, to attract a voting audience. And I, yes, you're like your example about like some, an actor under like taking on a controversial role or especially like a role that like involves a physical transformation, like Christian Bale with Vice or, you know, uh, playing a character with some sort of disability. Those are all examples of like some sort of Oscar bait thing. I am yeah. sensitive. Uh, Give I me mean, an award. <laughs> this is exactly my, like my Oscar bait example du jour is the king's speech yes because you know oh poor sad little me i'm a king and look at how even though i'm a king i struggle with something but I stutter. That everyone can <laughs> recognize that we all just have to overcome our you know our our whatever deficiencies so that we can become the great people we really are inside right it's right. this uplifting uh human quote unquote story that really is like absolutely not relatable to 99% of the people watching it. Something like a star is born. Yes. Right? Oh my Poor God. little Gaga. Her nose is so big. Nobody <laughs> likes her. You know, do you know that Beyonce was originally attached to that role? Yeah. How are they going to make Beyonce yeah, look bad? I, yeah. That was my problem with it. I mean, I, I, I like the stars born. We'll talk about that when we get to it. I actually did enjoy the film, but I saw, mm. but when, when they were like, no. uh, I'm not saying I, I'm not going to say it's not going to win. I said, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed I many, many movies, many of which are very bad. About I, that. <laughs> see, I don't know about that. Well, we'll talk about it later, but we'll talk about it when we get to it. But, but my point was they wanted Beyonce for it. And I was like, and having not seen the new one yet, but having seen the previous 18 versions of it, I was like, <laughs> um, I mean, okay. So a star is born is an Oscar bait movie. And I don't mean this yes. one. I yeah. mean, all of these stars borns. Well, yes, no. well, <laughs> sure, of course. Right. Like if one makes the movie a star is born, one is making that because much like the previous 18 times that there's been a film, they're like, we would like an Oscar, please. <laughs> so, and so that's what all of them have been. And I was, and I was like, well, this story is about a woman that is too plain to where people don't think that she's going to make it in Hollywood or the music industry, depending on which version. And she's like, and I don't <laughs> care if you cut off half her face. Beyonce is still more beautiful than 99.999% of the rest of the population. Concur. And her voice, like if Beyonce tries to sing off tune on purpose, she's only going to win four Grammys. <laughs> so, so I don't know how you do that. Well, that's probably why it didn't happen. Right. So, but the reason why you were wrong last show Okay. It's because you said the favorite is an Oscar bait movie. And I will grant you that the favorite has elements of things that make films Oscar baity and that it takes place in like a historical period and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's not tropes. Oscar bait because it takes all of the tropes that the Academy loves, turns them on their head mm -hmm. and craps all over what the Academy likes, like like La La Land. That's an Oscar bait film. 
because the Academy loves stories that celebrate Hollywood. Exactly. Yes. That's why all the previous stars born did so well and why this one's going to do so well. Even though it's not Hollywood, it's still the entertainment it's, it's essentially industry. It's a Hollywood movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but uh-huh. you, take, you take a movie like L.A. Confidential, which is my favorite movie of all time. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Fair. It's, it's set in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But... It doesn't celebrate Hollywood, and Zoe's heard me say this many times. Um, <laughs> it it craps all over the toxic toxic masculinity that keeps Hollywood moving and critiques the film and TV industries and critiques mm-hmm. LA in general, which is why it didn't win and Titanic did, even though Titanic hey. is a crap movie. I'm sorry, Zoe. Don't you talk movie. about my baby like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm halfway between you guys. I don't think Titanic's a crap movie. I do think L.A. Confidential is a better one. Oh, sure. But Titanic is a fantastic movie and deserves all the awards that it can win. I I don't know about all of them. I I think it deserves many of the awards it can win. But here's where here's and here's where the nuance comes in. This is why I love this show, because I think because I agree with you on everything that you said, Hannah, except for one point. You would probably say then that L.A. Confidential is not an Oscar bait movie. Yeah, because it specifically does not appeal to what the Academy values and looks okay. for. And here's why I think it is because it's a very specific it's a very specific nuance. I agree with you. LA Confidential and The Favorite in their own ways in their own separate ways both take the tropes that Hollywood that appeal to Hollywood and say, "Yeah, but we're going to shit on them." La La Land very much celebrates this is Hollywood, ain't we awesome? LA Confidential says this is Hollywood and we suck. And for me, the Oscar bait doesn't have to celebrate what it has to do is present and then let the Academy feel all deep for thinking about them. And sometimes I think most of the time it's the Oscar bait movies are trying to make the Academy feel all deep for being good. Like what Scarlett Johansson was trying to do. She was like, she was trying to give you a role where it's like, we are trying to be sensitive to the plight of the transgender people by making this movie starring the most beautiful woman on the planet. That was what they were <laughs> that we've decided to make into a fat, ugly man. That was what they were trying to say. Mm-hmm. See also Charlie's there on with with monster. You know, like, you know, we're we're going to be sensitive. And, and, I, and I, I get that. I think in the case of the favorite and in the case of L.A. Confidential, this is Hollywood's attempt to be is self-deprecating the right word there to be self-aware in a Hollywoody kind of way. I agree that the favorite is shitting over the Hollywood biopic Milou. <laughs> like I, I, I agree that that's what they're doing, but what I think makes it Oscar bait is that it announces itself to the Academy so that the Academy can say, Oh no, we're aware. And we are, you know, so it 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 can, it can, present and and sort of think about itself in what it sees as a self-aware way and to look at another genre i would also say the same thing about a movie that i absolutely love from a couple years ago hidden figures hidden figures exists as a movie because the oscars got slaughtered the year before with hashtag oscars so white oh yeah so hidden figures which was a great movie and I enjoyed it, but Hidden Figures I knew was going to get a lot of attention from five minutes into the movie because it was a movie where Hollywood was going, oh, yeah, we're thinking about this. Oh, yeah, we're thinking about this. Oh, yeah, we're thinking about this. And compare that to a different, you know, celebrating African-American movie, uh, Get Out, which I don't feel like did that. I feel like Get Out was I'm going to make a really good movie about racism and then, oh, look, Hollywood paid attention as opposed to 
I'm going to make a movie about racism for Hollywood to pay attention to. But I think that's it matters and depends so much on the budget, right? Get yes. Out is a small scale mm-hmm. film compared to everything else. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it's easier with a lot of money. It's absolutely easier to make a king speech for a bajillion dollars than it is to make it for $20,000. Yeah, but I think that they weren't making Get Out for it any awards yeah Mm -hmm. they made it for peanuts and they were making it because it was a good story to tell and Mm -hmm. an interesting you know way to look at these issues Mm -hmm. not because they were catering to anyone but the story itself right Um, and i and i don't feel and i don't feel like i can say that about the favorite yeah that's what i would say about the favorite as well (laughs) i think the favorite tries too hard to say these tropes are stupid please pay attention as opposed to telling its story. And again, it's, 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 I don't a, think it's saying paying attention. I, I think it's saying, fuck you. I don't give a shit if you're paying attention or not. It says that, hmm. which is like, even declaring it maybe makes it draws attention to it, which is what mm-hmm. I think you're, how you're coming yeah. at it. Uh, but I think it doesn't give a shit if it's being paid to or not. It's saying, I'm going to be this way that I am. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you like me, I don't give a shit anyway. Like it doesn't matter if I win any awards. I can't imagine it's going to win that many things because it. I think it's going to win a couple, but we'll get to it. It has the attitude where it's like I don't give a shit, Uh, and nobody sitting on a panel of. I know it's not a panel, but a bunch of people sitting at home with their screeners in their underwear watching these films are going to want to tick the box of a movie that says that and treats God, them like that. I wish right, I could especially given the makeup of the Academy and who are voting members mm-hmm. and the, you Word. know, uh, for those of you who don't know, the Academy is mostly old white dudes. So they've tried to remedy that in the recent. Yes. And, yeah. and if you, if you want to remedy it more and you're looking for a younger black man, I am available. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Just, you know, in case somebody's listening, call me. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think any of us would say Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing was an Oscar bait film. No, I would not. Exactly. I would not say Do the Right Thing was an Oscar bait film. I would say Malcolm X's. Okay. And I love Malcolm X. I think it's an amazing film. Looking at previous films, some, some of my favorite Oscar worthy films, for instance, uh, The Big Sick, which I think was robbed. Ew! Um, no, I loved, no, loved no. The that movie is the for, worst movie ever made. I think it's. I think. I think it has a horrible message. I think it's a great movie. No, wrong. <laughs> but no. anyway, but I would not say it's an. <laughs> my point is, I would not say it's an Oscar bait movie. No, it's not because it's, it's a garbage at. movie and deserves <laughs> to have every copy of the DVD burnt in oh. fire. And you can still watch it free on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't know that story? Wow, no. Oh, t- I'm going to tell a story. It's a slight aside that if the show runs too long, we will edit out. But <laughs> the year the Big Sick came out, right around Christmas, randomly Christmas Eve, Kumau like just happened to tweet something to the effect of, "Huh, if people want to watch the Big Sick and they're wondering how to do so." It turns out the entire thing is on Pornhub right now under the category of interracial don't ask me how i know this oh my god oh my god <laughs> that was his entire tweet and it goes viral because you know it's kind of funny and um and then it's immediately fi- so like half an hour later he gets there's this thread from the people at pornhub from the official pornhub tw- twitter feed saying something like 
oh my God, we're so, so sorry. We take piracy very seriously. We are hard at work trying to find it right now and eliminate <laughs> it. Please, please, please send us a link and we will, you know, we'll fix it right away. We're so sorry. To which half an hour later, he responds, oh no, no, no. I wasn't saying to get rid of it. Um, you guys do a lot of fine, important work. Please spend the rest of Christmas with your families. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. Kumel was just going, Kumel's just like, I just want people to watch my movie. You know? <laughs> I think that's adorable. Yeah, it was great. And to be fair, I like the movie. You guys don't. That story I love more than I love anything in the film. I also love that <laughs> that story. The movie can take a hike, but that story is really adorable. Uh so let me give the nominees here and then we will give our different our various picks and then give our reasons for picking and we'll start the big one because I think this is where a lot of the discussion is gonna be. Best picture nominees Black Panther, Black Klansman, because Oscar's so white, Bohemian Rhapsody, the favorite, Green Book, because Oscar's so white, Roma, <laughs> because Oscar's so white. <laughs> A Star is Born yeah. and Vice. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I have some theories on what Hannah might be voting for. Well, our, wait a minute. With the voting, do we vote for what we really want to win or what we think is going to win? I think we should say both. Okay. Okay. Can I, can I just say that I, I, I assume no one on this podcast thinks Bohemian Rhapsody should win or will win? No, I do no. not. I, I, I liked Bohemian Rhapsody with an asterisk that I've already told too many side stories. I thought it was fine. It will not win. It should it, not win. It should not have been nominated. Yeah, it absolutely should not it win. Is, it is the definition <laughs> of a mediocre movie that follows the formula of inspirational, like sports drama, overcoming the odds, bonding with people who are not my family, who become my family. And it's fine. Minus, you know, Brian Singer and all that garbage. Uh, I would not have gone to go see it if I had known he directed it. Well, he only kind he's of directed it. It was really weird. He's he's a credited director, but that's like a director's yeah, I, guild. I think yeah. Law. yeah, it's a director's guild law. He's it's mostly not his movie. It's it, it's a Justice League thing. Um, I think it should be nominated in that I understand the rules of the Academy and knew that it was going to be nominated before it but, came out. Okay, I think we should. I mean, <laughs> okay, maybe it it, it would be yes. nominated by the Academy standards, but the Academy is wrong a lot of it the is time. Not one of the best, yeah. Like. Yes, it is not one of the best pictures of the year. Like, it, is uh, not, it is not one of the top 10 like, films of the year. Sorry to Bother You did not get nominated for Anthem, and Nar would have been nominated for Anthem because you want to talk about like crazy experimental films that are not Oscar bait mm -hmm. at all. It's that Boots Riley film. But that was you know mm -hmm. something new and exciting uh, that really like did something totally different than anything else. Or like... Again, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, best movie of the year. <laughs> uh, second best, but I'll get to that in a second. So what, what do you think should be winning here and what's going to win? Honestly, I think the favorite should win, but it won't. Yeah. Uh, I think that yeah. Rome is going to win, despite the oh. weird Netflix thing, mm -hmm. which I feel like if it doesn't okay. win, it's because it's a Netflix film. Mm -hmm. I, I, and then may, maybe A Star is Born. Because it's just the kind of crap the Academy likes, even though it's probably the film I hate most this past year. Mm -hmm. Or if they're really feeling really fun, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there will be riots in the street. Happy riots in the street. So what's your actual vote, though? What's your actual... So Roma. To help the people at home, Roma. Roma's the Roma's one that's going to win. All right. Okay. Zoe, what about you? I obviously want the favorite to win. 
That's the one I put a little heart by on my chart. I have a similar way of ranking things on mine. I, I use an M instead of a heart, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I do a heart and then a star for the one that I think is gonna actually going to win. And I'm being especially pessimistic this year. So I'm saying a star is born. But I think Roma has a good chance just because it's sort of film snobby enough that the Academy might pick it just to pat themselves on the back mm-hmm. like they did with Moonlight, I think. Even mm-hmm. though Moonlight absolutely deserved to win that, I think it was a move by the Academy to be like, look, we're not that bad. And I think they'll do the same if Roma does win. But I think A Star is Born is going to win because it's just so fucking obnoxious. Hmm. OK, well, I like The Star is Born in that. And it, here's to be, to be fair. I think it's a finely constructed movie. Um, I thought it was going to be awful. I thought it was going to be so formulaic and I went in there and I quite enjoyed myself, especially for one thing that I will talk about in about seven picks, but, (laughs) but I was, (laughs) but I thought, okay, this is, this is all right. And I see where they're going with it. And what I think is working in a star is born's favor, as far as how the Oscars work is a star is born like La La Land really wants to comment on Hollywood in a way of which it's, it's giving Hollywood a chance to say, look, we're actually pretty okay. We understand what, you know, we understand our criticism. It's, it's, it's giving Hollywood a chance to say, we have problems and we are aware of them. We're working on it. Mm. That, that, that's the, so I, so that's what I think it has going for it, but I don't think it's going to win. Um, the best picture of the year is eighth grade, which was snubbed by the Oscars. And should be there. Second best is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Eighth grade, I loved. Eighth grade should have been nominated for best picture. I haven't even heard of that. It was good. It would, it should have been nominated. It would have lost. It should also be nominated for best lead actress because the 14 year old girl who stars in it is amazing. Okay. So good. Go see it. I have a similar opinion about the miseducation of Cameron Post. Okay. Which I think definitely should have been. Well, I knew it wasn't going to be nominated for anything because it's directed by a woman. It's if you go back two months and you look at like all the critics making um, early Oscar contender picks, mm-hmm. everyone thought eighth grade was going to be nominated. Hmm. It's a little film. I, I, and I'll tell you, OK, I'm not going to give the entire story because you should watch it. There is one scene that is very, very hard to watch. Mm. and problematic and i mean if you if people who know about the movie and they've read reviews of it there's a very problematic scene in it which people had a lot of problems with and which i will defend until death it belongs on the movie it was something that i'm talking around it but there's some stuff that you don't want to see happen to an eighth grade girl that happens in the film Mm. because sometimes bad shit happens to eight to girls in eighth grade. Okay, very true. And it's trying to deal with that and it's trying to deal with it as respectfully as it possibly can. And the girl who stars in it rocks it. The entire concept of the film is it's the last three or four weeks of eighth grade. So it's this girl's last year of middle school and she is a perfectly average eighth grade girl. The film opens up with, this is the first two minutes of the film. She wakes up, She goes to the bathroom, she showers, brushes her teeth, washes her hair, puts on a little bit of makeup, puts her pajamas back on, crawls back into bed, lifts up her cell phone and takes a picture of herself and and posts it to Instagram said, just woke up like this, so tired. (laughs) And then then she posted Instagram for her seven followers to see. And it's just (laughs) the story of being a 
what, how old are you in eighth grade? 13, 13, 14? I don't know. Yeah. It's the story of being a 13 year old girl or I mean, it doesn't, it's a girl, but it's it's the story of feeling like you're all alone and, and socially awkward in eighth grade you know, transitioning into high school. So it's kind of a coming of age story. There's not much of a real plot. It's just the plot is just, hey, doesn't it sort of suck being this age? And it is a movie about acting. It is a movie about this girl sort of sharing her experience. And it's so good. It, it's just, it, um, I loved it. Wasn't nominated. And of the stuff that's nominated, with the caveat that I haven't finished watching it yet, just because I got busy, Black Klansman should win. Roma's going to. <laughs> so, so I say if you're trying to win your Oscar pool, Roma, I think oh, Stars yeah. Born is an outside. I think Stars Born is an outside chance. Okay. I think so. If you're a Black Panther fan, sorry. I don't think Hollywood is there yet. And frankly, I know people who listen to this show love that movie. It's not the best movie of the year. It's not. No, of course not. So if you're if you're holding out, sorry. Honestly, this choice this year is just so shitty. I, like any one of the other ones besides the favorite could win, and I'd be like, okay, ho hum, whatever. Green Book. I think the favorite could win. I think Green Book yeah. could win. Most Oscar years, there are two real contenders. If you include Black Panther, seven of these have a legit chance. Bohemian Rhapsody is not going to happen. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to happen. But you know what? If it did win, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, huh. All the old white guys in the Academy yeah. love with their love of Queen. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it could happen. I mean, if, if it happened, I, I wouldn't be, any, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I'd be like, any oh. of these winning mm-hmm. except the favorite uh, would, wouldn't shock me. Uh, the favorite winning won't shock me. I don't think it's going to win, but I'd be like, I, the favorite is getting a lot of late term buzz. Good. So the question is, did it have enough? Did it happen early enough for people to vote for it mm-hmm. is the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know that. I don't think it's going to make it. No, of course not. But uh, everything but I, I love dissolves <laughs> into ashes. So yeah. let's move on, though. Animated feature film. The nominees are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Hannah? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I agree. Zoe? I have legit not seen any of these. <laughs> uh, so I'll vote Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Can I just- Side note and say if Isle of Dogs wins, I'm gonna throw something. Oh yeah. I fucking I hate I hate fucking Wes Anderson. Yeah, and I understand why people would want to vote for him from the Academy. Spider-Man the Spider-Verse is a transformative film for animation and frankly deserved a Best Picture nomination. It's that good. I mean, that's all I've heard from people who have seen it. Mm-hmm. So I it is, I will it. believe those people. Um, Incredibles 2 is a Pixar movie. It's not good enough this year. In a usual year, if you're trying to pick the Oscars and you haven't seen any of the animations, pick the Pixar one. It's just a good, safe bet. Not this year. It's Spider-Man. If it doesn't win, I'm going to throw something. <laughs> yeah, it, it deserves <laughs> it. It's really good. And if you haven't seen it yet, you should go out and see it. It's 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 amazing. Best foreign language film. Roma. Oh, wait, we, you should read, yeah. read them out. Oh, yeah. Roma. Do we have to? Capernaum, uh, Cold War, Never Look Away, Roma, Shoplifters. It's Roma, right? Yeah, it's Roma. But what should win is Shoplifters. Didn't see it. It's so good. I missed seeing it once. I went home for Christmas break to San Francisco and I missed seeing it once because it was sold out. So then I had to see it. Uh, by other means, um, <laughs> by other means, <laughs> uh, and it's f- absolutely fucking fantastic, beautiful. Uh, yeah. Here's a rule for you: if you're voting at home, and for any other year, if you're trying to make your Oscar list, if a foreign language film was also nominated for Best Picture, ninety-five times out of a hundred, 
it's going to yeah. win foreign language film. How, <laughs> like, how many times has I, I was thinking about this today was as I was literally watching Roma a couple hours ago. Uh, how many times has that ever happened? Life is beautiful, right? Yeah, life is beautiful. I feel like this is like within single digits of happening times happening oh of a foreign film being nominated yeah but i don't know how many times yeah. this actually happened four films have been nominated for both best foreign film and best picture three of those won best foreign film none of one best picture that's a good stat <laughs> documentary feature the options free solo hail country this morning this evening minding the gap of fathers and sons rbg um i think it's going to be free solo mm-hmm. just because is that the one you want it to win or is that the one you think it's going to win? I don't even care. All of these were so boring. Maybe Hale County is the one that I really wish could win, but mm -hmm. none of them sparked my... Everyone loved RBG. I, no, I thought it was all right. Win, I thought it was I think, all right. I, think, I, think, I love her. I love her so much, but with that and then the real movie, their actual movie version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm so over yeah, it. But I think it's going to win because everyone has such a like surge of affection for RBG right now. Yeah. But, it, and it, I guess, and it also plays to that sort of oh. American obsession, like this sort of Oscar baby obsession with, Oh, look how low I started and look what I became. And you know, that's, it's great. And it's wonderful that Bader Ginsburg got to be who she is. Um, but it's just not interesting or intriguing as a documentary. Like I know a lot about her, so mm -hmm. I want a documentary to open up a new world for me. I will say that on the yeah. basis of sex, know. the uh, film starring um, Army Hammer and Felicity Jones with a Kesha song at the end of the credits. Um, got thrown in. Uh, <laughs> Let me guess. Did you like it? Uh, yes. Uh, no, like the, the actual movie. Um, so if you want to Hannah bait, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it like, like Army Hammer, who just is just like one of the most charming actors on the planet. Plus like Felicity Jones, which who's Jin from Star Wars, then Kesha, like, come on, I'll watch that. Um, but no, like I, I think that, that <laughs> my point is that, that film, even though it's fictional and it's based mostly around one case that she, uh, did with her husband um, on tax law does a better job mm -hmm. of explaining the legal stakes of why she picked the cases she did to challenge sex-based discrimination than the documentary does when it explains some of the cases that she did, which we don't need to get into right now. Also, can I just say for best documentary feature that I was very surprised that Mr. Rogers was Mr. not Rogers. nominated. Yeah. So oh yeah. Yeah. Probably should have been nominated. Probably would have won. It yeah, did not totally get nominated somehow. It was snubbed. I just for the record, I am on Team Zoe here. I think Free Solo is gonna win. My second pick is RBG, which was not like I did I feel exactly the same way that Hannah felt about it. I didn't love it. I think that if it wins, it's because people are voting for Ginsburg, not for the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And um as far as CNN films, which made it, Three Identical Strangers, their other big documentary this year, which did not get nominated, was a better documentary. Whereas RBG felt like I think it's informative if you don't know things about her, mm. but it felt like a film put together by a news network, by a cable news network. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not by a filmmaker. Yeah. Right. I think if it wins, it wins because, because they want to give an award to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who did not make that movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Yeah. Next category. All right. Documentary short feature. The nominees are Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, 
and period end of sentence. Uh, yeah, no idea because I didn't watch any of these. Mm-hmm. So let me guess just by names. That's how I usually end up doing it if I don't. <laughs> I'm going to go for, oh, period end of sentence. That's the documentary about periods, right? Women actual periods, not the punctuation mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked that one because I just, after Roma, that started autoplaying and it seemed really interesting. <laughs> So thanks, mm-hmm. Netflix, again. <laughs> Hannah? Um, life? No, no, no. That endgame sounds too much like an Avengers thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say A Night at the Garden. That sounds edgy. Okay, so I have watched these, or what I could of them. And period, end of sentence was the best. Ooh. That's what I would pick. Black Sheep's going to win. That's where I'm, where I'm going What's with it. What's that one about? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a foreign film. They're talking on a bus. It's very much about racism and learning about another place. Very Oscar Beatty. It's very much as far as the short subject. It's exactly the kind of movie where I go, oh, yeah, I see what they're doing here. And by the way, uh, Zoe, you wanted to bring this up. Uh, We were talking about they were going to move several of the categories off the Uh. air and they moved them back today after people like us complained. (laughs) Um, But this is as far as documentary short feature. This is the highlight of these people's lives. Exactly. And Black Sheep's going to win that one. Okay. well, good. Uh. Yeah, I mean, the cutting of these cat- the categories that they decided to cut, what is it? Hair and makeup. Cinematography. Uh, yeah. Cinematography, film editing, and short documentary, short feature. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, I mean, first of all, cinematography yeah, and who, film editing. The people who, are like, movies, people who aren't selling tickets but need it. Yeah, like they're, those are the two categories that people who really love film really really look mm-hmm. forward to seeing uh yeah and also films don't exist without those two things if you cast beyonce <laughs> instead of lady gaga in a star is born guess what you still have a star is born if you don't have someone cut your film up and cut out all the dumb <laughs> takes that go wrong uh you don't have I mean, a that's film. what people like so, talk about with star right. wars like the original star wars like the editing is what helped make that film as good as it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I saw someone tweet like, when you cut out these categories, how many young people watching who would have been inspired to learn and love this as a craft, like to make this their dream, to become a great film editor, or a great documentary short director, uh, mm-hmm. won't get the chance to see those technical technical categories. That the only thing mm-hmm. they think they can be is Lady Gaga. It's like, no, you can participate in this industry, make beautiful things, and you don't have to be the star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to cut them out is like so disrespectful to film lovers and the crowd. Also, their speeches are like the best. Yeah, yeah they are. They're, always and they're so happy. <laughs> Honestly, I would rather see somebody win documentary short feature and have the moment of their life than see Meryl Streep win another award. And I it, love Meryl totally. Streep. Totally. I'm I'm uh, nothing against her. But like I can see Meryl Streep in 80 different movies. Exactly. <laughs> this is my one shot at this the guy. The original plan was to do this every year and rotate the quote unquote like smaller categories out. That's so yeah. bullshit. And no, yeah. we don't want that. Like like cut out the part like they did last year um, for the Oscars where they like went over to a random theater across the street where people were watching A Wrinkle in Time. In Time. Like, yeah. The pay for advertising. Like or, or like, you know, cut out the host. Oh, wait, we already did that. Like, yep. just <laughs> move the show along. 
Yeah, I mean, if they really want to get make it shorter, why don't you cut the stupid performances of the best songs? But no, of course, that's the famous people. That's what because, they're trying to drag yes. in. Oh, because they because think we it's, need Lady Gaga on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's going to draw the, the, show, that's why. the casual fans of Lady Gaga to watch this four hour long ceremony about film that they don't care about at all. Like they're not watching. Yeah, just cut the songs. Well, do the Oscars even belong on television anymore? Do I, I mean, so I don't know. Stream it somewhere. Yeah. If you stream, if you stream the Oscars, if you stream the entire broadcast and then just did the highlights as a half an hour special, like yeah. everybody be happy. And then the three of us would sit there and watch the four hour stream <laughs> dressed up with popcorn. I would absolutely do that. Yeah, I would totally do that. Okay. Short film animated. The nominees being animal behavior. Bow, which I saw in theaters late afternoon. One Small Step and Weekends. I'm going to go Bow because it's the Pixar short. and Yes, same rule. If you don't know, always a safe choice. Yeah, I'm going to pick Bow because that's the only one I've heard of, alas. I liked Bow a lot. It's, ve- it's very good. I am going with Weekends, which I watched today and I liked. It was delightful. <laughs> Animal Behavior is probably the critic's favorite, but I'm going with Weekends. This show is going to be longer than the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, probably. Okay. Short film live action. And the nominees are Detainment, Fover, Fog, Marguerite, Mother, and Skin. Opinions. Anybody see any of them? No. No. (laughs) I'm going to go with Fog, 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 Fog. I'm going to go with Marguerite because okay. it is directed by a woman. Woo-hoo. I'm going with having, again, watched these quickly this afternoon. I preferred Mother. I'm going with Skin. Okay. You probably know better than either of us. You yeah, yeah. definitely know better than I, I told you, I love the Oscars. I, this is, I, I do, do too, but like, I like, usually watch the shorts like... Two days before the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do uh, I, but like I, but I wanted to be prepared for this. So. Yeah, I was gonna do it, and then I watched Roma it, instead, it, and I which I didn't Roma. finish. I mean, I didn't finish Roma, so you, so you know that better than than I do. All right, now here's where it gets interesting because we're so it's a category people care about again. I have next to my list is director, and the choices Ooh. are Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Powell Paulikowski for Cold War. Yorgos Lanthimos for the favorite, mm. Afonso Cuaron for Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice. Okay. Um, this is so... Obviously, I want Yorgos Lanthimos to win, but... Both of us trying our best for the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us want him to win. Well, I definitely want him to win, but I think Alfonso Cuaron's got it kind of locked up. Uh, hmm. But I think actually, at, as a dark horse, maybe Spike Lee yeah. finally. Uh, but who knows? At this point, I think they're kind of all up in the air, except yeah. Adam McKay. Like, no way. No, he's out. <laughs> what do you, you think's gonna happen though? You pick one. I think I agree with Zoe. Um, I think that the only reason Spike Lee would beat Alfonso Cuarón is because the Academy is like, oh, we should really have recognized him earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So here it's like, you know, what they did with Jimmy Stewart for like the Philadelphia mm-hmm. store. And they're like, this is really for Mr. Smith goes to Washington. But like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so you guys are going to go with Spike Lee or you're going no, with no, um, no. Alfonso? Alfonso Caron, but maybe Spike Lee. OK. And yeah. the same thing. Same thing. All right. So here's where I am. Um, I think Alfonso gets 
snubbed. Oh, oh. I think uh, I think my dark horse favorite is Yorgos. Okay, and I think I, I think you guys are absolutely right. I think Spike Lee wins for his entire body of work, and I think this is I think this is Spike Lee's year. I think this is the year people said say we really should have given you an Oscar for do the right thing. We are mm. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just this is I think this is the make good Oscar for Spike Lee. And I think Spike Lee wins. Okay. That could also be why he's nominated. At first mm-hmm. I was like, why is he nominated for Black Klansman? Like, there are so many other Spike Lee movies he should have been nominated for. But that then yeah. I thought, oh, okay. It's a the, the Oscar nominations process is so weird if people understand it. The way they do it is you get if you're in the nominating block, which is not the voting block. The voting block is everybody, though they ask you to try to not vote if you don't have any expertise, but they don't police it. Mm-hmm. The nomin the nominations is only from people in the right um area. And the way they do it is they rank their nominations. And then on the first pass, whatever gets the most nominations just gets in and then for whatever spots they have left they go back through on a second pass and then they count things in slots four three two and one and they add those together and if they bump past the magic number then they get in too up until you get five or ten for the best picture if something passes a magic threshold that is way above the automatic point, then it gets eliminated from further consideration because it's already in and everybody else's votes get bumped up one spot. Huh. And once you hit the magic number of five or eight for best picture, um, then nothing else gets in. But best picture can have up to 10 slots. So if so, they take as many passes that they, as they need to fill up to eight. So some stuff might not hit 10. And that's where you lose a Mr. Rogers or you lose an eighth mm. grade or things like that. It is such a bizarre nominations process, but it's fascinating. Oh, yeah, totally. So I think what happened is since the directors is only directors voting because that's uh. how you get in. It's members of the Academy who are also members of the DGA get to vote for best director. I think what ends up happening is everybody said shit, we should have voted for Spike Lee years ago. (laughs) That makes sense. I think that's how he got the nomination. And since the entire Academy gets to vote, I think the entire Academy goes, yeah, we need to give Spike Lee an award. Yeah. And and we don't want to seem racist. I think it's Spike Lee's year. Okay. I I would have picked Alfonso or Yorgos, one of the two, but I think the Spike's year. Okay. I can see that. Now to the categories people start caring about. Actress in a leading role. Yalitza Aparicio for Roma. Glenn Close for The Wife. Olivia Coleman for The Favorite. Lady Gaga for Stars Born. And Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Does Anybody Really Care? Aw, shush. They should, but that's not going to happen this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Alas. I think it's going to be between Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman. And... I'm going to go Glenn Close at this point. I'm also going to go Glenn Close. I'm going to go Lady Gaga. Really? You think it's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. Just because okay. my soul needs to be crushed a little bit more. I think she was the early favorite and I, I, I think her steam ran out. I think it's going to be Glenn Close. I think it'll be Glenn Close too, even though like nobody saw that movie. Um, no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. But I was listening to some other podcast and they were like, oh, yeah, Glenn Close and the wife. Well, yeah, she's I've, so good. And I was like, nobody's going to watch that movie. It sounds fucking boring as hell. I watched some clips. She was good in the clips. 
<laughs> I mean, she's Glenn Close. She's good in everything. Mm-hmm. Put her in a paper bag and she'd act her way out of it. But, you know, I wish it was Olivia Coleman. But here's my problem with Olivia Coleman. I thought she was good in the She's not the star. Yeah, well, that was the problem. Mm-hmm. And here's where I think the favorite screwed itself over here. You send out for consideration. You decide who yes. you want your categories to be. And they put Olivia Coleman in for actress in a leading role. And then they put Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone in for both, both for supporting role. And I think they yep. chose wrong. So wrong. I think Emma Stone is probably the leading role, but Absolutely. I feel, but I feel like the leading role should have gone to Rachel Wise. The problem is the way that movie is constructed; it's not clear which of them is the star. That's the thing. I think that by Academy rules, the way that I normally conceive of a movie, it probably should have been Emma Stone. I felt like for me, Rachel Weisz was more the star for me, but I, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, if I were, if I were the people who, if I were the producers of the favorite, I would have tossed Emma Stone out for this. Whereas in, yeah, instead of Olivia totally. Coleman, um, if I were as a fan, I would have rather Ra- Rachel Weisz been posted, uh, put out. But I think that they should have gone with Emma Stone and they would have had a shot. I don't think they can do I, it with Olivia Coleman. I think Coleman. that if they had nominated Olivia yeah, Coleman for supporting either. actress, she would have won. Uh, if they had chose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that Emma Stone wouldn't have won for lead actress because she just won for La La Land. Like. Years ago, I agree. God, I agree. Stop reminding me that that movie exists. I I think they chose, they chose wrong. I agree. Next, yep. Actor in a leading role Christian Bell for Vice, Bradley Cooper for Star is Born, William Defoe for Attorney's Gate, Rami Malik, (laughs) (laughs) no, Rami Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. I'm gonna go first this time. I think you know what. Honestly, even though you guys didn't like the movie, I think it should go to Rami Malek because I, I I don't think that movie should win anything else except for that. I think he did a great job of what he was asked for. And yet it doesn't matter because I think the Oscar is going to be won by Christian Bale for doing the most acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not the best acting, but the most acting advice. <laughs> I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think, I think it's the, I think it's the, wow, that's a really good makeup job. And you put on some, you put on some fat for this. Congratulations, Christian Bale. Welcome back to the Oscar stage. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be Vice, a la the Mont, Charlie's, Charlie's Theron monster transformation. Uh, Good makeup job. Make yourself look hideous. And, uh, And, uh, you know, eat some burgers, you know, eat some burgers and act like a terrible person and you you win an Oscar for it. But I would also like to know this is the category I care the least about. Any one of these dudes could win and I don't give a fuck. Uh, I think Rami Malek um, should and will win. Uh, I hope Springs Eternal, but I also have very little care about this category. I think in the craft of acting, I think he actually was better than Christian Bale. But (laughs) Christian Bale did the most acting. (laughs) I mean, all they did with Rami Malek is give him a mustache and like maybe some fake teeth. I think I'm a queen fan. I think he actually did a really good job of being Freddie. I didn't love the movie. I I liked the movie. I didn't love it. I think he did a good job of being Freddie. I agree. He's he's like the reason the movie works. Yeah, he's what makes the movie work at all. It hinges on his performance. So that so that's why I think he's a dark horse. Yeah. But Hannah says he's going to get it. Actress in a supporting role. Amy Adams for Vice. 
Marina de Tavera for Roma, Regina King for If Bill Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, Rachel Weiss for The Favorite. Uh, Rachel Weiss is going to win. Uh, I wish Rachel Weiss would win. Um, it's going to be Regina King, who also gave a very good performance. Um, oh, yeah. But because I, I think that Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone are going to split any votes for the favorite. I agree. I have not seen if Bill Street could talk. It is on my short list. I need to see it oh, soon. It's so good. It's good. I've heard that. I really want to see it. And from what I've seen of her performance, plus the fact that she won the Globe, I, I think this is I think this is Regina King's year. Finally, I don't think she's going to get another shot at it ever again because Hollywood sucks. I think this is her year. And I think Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are going to switch. I think that I think that if you wanted to take this category and you're the producers of the favorite, you needed to make a choice and you needed to snub somebody. Mm. Putting them both up for a movie that small was a, if you have a huge blockbuster movie that you're nominating somebody for, you can do that. But the favorite is not going to be seen by enough people to nominate two actresses and not hope they split the vote. Yeah. Particularly in a role where either of them could have legitimately been in the lead role as well. True. So I think this was a poor decision for your Oscar campaign. Also, when is Amy Adams going to ever win for an Oscar, like an Oscar <laughs> of any kind? Does, does she have one? No, she's been nominated for six. Oh, God. Yeah. Jesus, really? Yeah. Amy Adams? Yeah. Oh, God. I think she's a good actress, but yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> Like and then the woman in Roma, the actress who is plays that character in Roma, she's like barely in the movie. And when she is, she's not really that good of an actress. So I don't understand why they put her in there. I guess they just were struggling to find other supporting actresses. Mm -hmm. Uh or maybe the love affair with Roma is just so intense that they had to pick her. I don't know. She doesn't deserve to be in that company, in my mind. Actor in supporting role. And here's where I said I was going to talk about this one in a little bit. The choices. Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Sam Elliott for Stars Born. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell for Vice. I feel very conflicted. Yeah. Uh, I want Mahershala Ali to win, even though Green Book is garbage, just because I love him so much. Uh, but I actually think Richard E. Grant's going to win. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I didn't see that happen. Okay. Hannah? Uh, so my really cynical prediction, which is not a real prediction, is that Adam Driver is going to win, and it's going to be the only award Black Klansman gets. Uh, but I think um, Mahershala Ali will win. Okay, so... Here's where I am at. I think 100% with all my heart, Sam Elliott deserves this award. He just mutters. Okay. Mm, not all in right. this movie. In A Star is Born, that is, that, is, that is the performance of his career. That's because he's actually like that. Like, no, he's not. He's actually like he's actually. He if you've ever seen him, the same he, character. He plays a he plays a cowboy in everything, and he plays. He is exactly the guy from Tombstone. He is exactly the guy from Big Lebowski, and this was him stretching. No, and I know no, it's not a huge stretch. The role of his life is his, <laughs> it's no, totally not a huge yeah. stretch. No, his his greatest role and his biggest stretch is his guest star appearances of the hippie dippy Ron on Parks and Rec. That is the most <laughs> acting he's ever done. Aww. But that's an Emmy. You don't get an Oscar for that. I, I know <laughs> that, but I'm saying he shouldn't have been nominated. He only got nominated because he was oh. in A Star is Born. Sorry. I thought I can agree with he that. was my favorite part of that movie by I mean, far. that shouldn't be hard. I mean, yeah, but that's... Yeah. <laughs> 
it's not hard was, to pick a favorite part. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was by far my favorite part, and I I so want him to win this, and I so know he's not. And this is the one where I've had where I've circled everything on the thing, and I keep going back and forth between Mahersha Ali and Sam Rockwell. Zoe, you picked Grant. You I pick Grant. I think he's a you dark, pick, super dark. You picked Mahersha Ali, Hannah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll go with Rockwell. See, I don't like Rockwell. Rockwell already has one in a movie that I thought he'd. I understand why everybody didn't like Three Billboards. I understand why people had a problem with it. <laughs> yeah. I thought he deserved his. I thought garbage. he deserved his award. He deserved his award. He was good All right, in it. Fine. <laughs> and I don't. Uh, I'm going to go with Marsha Lee, even though, even though I think I think Rockwell might get it. But I, I'm going to go with Marsha Lee. It's it's weird. I think Rockwell, I think they're, they're going to say, we already gave it to you. And we already gave, Marshall mm. has one, has one too, right? But yeah. he's, but I, I think, I think they're more willing to give one to Marshall than another one to, to Rockwell. Yeah. Especially I, since I think, I think Bale's going to win the leaning actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they wouldn't give mm-hmm. two to the same movie, probably. Not for that. <laughs> not yeah. for these. Not for, not for any of these movies. <laughs> Some, <laughs> sometimes, yes. Not for these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is not my favorite Oscar year. Yeah, I'm I'm like trying to think of the last time I didn't watch all of the best picture nominees. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. like seven years, something like that. I'm just this year is just so bad. I'm just going to confess. I did not go see Vice because I couldn't stomach staying through. Yeah, I'm not going to see Vice. I'm not going to see Vice. I'm not going to watch Green Book. Like, no. Writing an original screenplay. The favorite? Yes. First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Hannah, you've already said yes, the favorite. Yes, I'm sorry. That was involuntary. <laughs> but I, actually, I do think that it will actually win for this category. Zoe? I agree that the favorite's going to win. So do I. I think this is their Oscar. Yeah, this is their one <laughs> Oscar. They're going to win one Oscar, and it's going to be this one. And I'll cry, but at least they'll have one. So I actually disagree. I actually don't think it's going to be just one, but we'll see. Ooh. Oh, well, a costume or something like that. Um, uh, all of us are for the writing original screenplay for the favorite absolutely writing for adapted screenplay the ballad of buster scruggs black Klansman. oh my god i wish can you ever forgive me if bill street could talk a star is born huh i guess a star is born is an adapted screenplay from a screenplay from a screenplay from a screenplay from a 1938 screenplay like oh my god Well, writing for an adapted screenplay, what do you what do you got? <laughs> this one's hard. It is hard. I think it's going to be Beale Street Katog. Could be. I, uh, I don't know. I think that's the Oscar. I, I think I think yes, though. I think if Spike Lee like this could be also the one Oscar that Black Klansman gets if Spike Lee doesn't get the director. So which one are you going for? If Beale Street Katog. I'm going for Black Klansman. And here's the thing. I think that Spike Lee wins for director because it's time and they're just like okay it's time and i don't think anybody's gonna see black Klansman coming but i think it's gonna win anyway i think he's gonna go i think he's going to go from nothing to oh whoa okay well we only gave him that one because we were trying but oh all right i think he's gonna get both okay i mean i wouldn't be mad i think that's what's gonna happen i think that he's gonna get the director spot because it's time and he's also just gonna happen upon black Klansman for writing adapted screenplay and that one he'll share it's not just him yeah but also, I'd like to give a shout out to The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, I've seen it yet. I want to. It's and on my list. so much better than all the other dumb shit that's nominated for other things. Hmm. Uh, it's just, hmm. it's really fun. Uh, and after all the really depressing things I've been watching lately, it's nice to have something Cohen Brothers related <laughs> to watch. Music, original song. All the stars, Black Panther, I'll Fight, RBG. 
The Place Where Lost Things Go, Mary Poppins Returns, Shallow, A Star is Born, and When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> it's going to be shallow. This, Come on, y'all. Yeah. yeah, this isn't even a fight. This is, it's shallow, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next. Always. Um, yeah, next. I mean, there's just. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I like the song. It's probably my second favorite part of the movie after after Sam Elliott. I and uh, I think the song's catchy. I actually really do like the song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as much as I think that movie can go hang itself. Uh, as, oh, bad analogy. Oops. I don't know that uh, I've ever been this sure on a on an Oscar song ever. Before. I will say I I did not realize yeah, the end of a Star is Born. I thought it was, and I realized this is silly given how many adaptions there have been of this film i did not know the end i did not know it was a tragedy i thought it was going to have a happy ending i was traumatized leaving the movie theater yeah it's pretty mm. dark clearly i need a content warning you should see the judy garland no one. no good. i'm not watching any more of them oh um well actually Zoe, have you seen others no. um i have seen uh the original okay and I don't like the, I don't like the seventies one. I don't, I don't like the um, Streisand Christopherson one. I, I like Judy Garland. So okay, I gotta um, watch that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. Spoilers: It's exactly the same ending. Um, okay. <laughs> just so you, so you know. <laughs> okay, I'll um, prepare the myself. Is in in all the other ones, he doesn't hang himself; he drowns himself. Ooh, yes. Shallow would make a way more interesting title then. Wouldn't it make more sense? Yes. (laughs) Um, And and apparently they they actually did consider having him drown himself because that's how the movie ends. It's supposed to end. And for some reason, they just like they felt when they were directing it, like it just made more sense for that character. They felt that this guy is more likely to hang himself. That was like their right reasoning. And you know what? Probably. Probably he is. Because like walking into the sea just to drown yourself is such a Victorian yeah exactly <laughs> you know, it's not like a, he does not actually put rocks in his pocket but <laughs> you know yeah this is, it is not exactly a uh um, contemporary way to kill yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like it, it did make more sense for that character. But come on, the song works. Come, yeah, the know, song is just, called Shallow. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, music, original score, harder category as far as I'm concerned, but Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Bill Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, Mary Poppins Returns. I'm gonna go for Bill Street again. My baby. You know, the music was really good in that. Um, I yeah. if Isle mm-hmm. of Dogs wins, I'm going to throw something. That movie should not win for anything. <laughs> Hannah, you keep saying that. <laughs> so, so Hannah, how do you feel about Isle of Dogs? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to throw something. What are you going to throw? I don't know. Whatever is closest to me, I guess. <laughs> uh, tell Josh to sit far away. <laughs> It'd be so great if you just picked him up and hurled him at the screen. <laughs> we all know that I'm not capable of doing that. Though maybe my anger. I would, you know, get the adrenaline. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a Hulk moment there. Yeah, yeah. you'll go Super Saiyan mode. No, no uh, I'm not invited to Zoe's Oscar party because she's afraid of her boxed wine being thrown. I don't give a shit, man. If fucking Star is Born wins Best Picture, I'm throwing the TV out the window. <laughs> so luckily, luckily, it's the last award. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> you know, I got to wait till the end because I got to see all the awards. But then I can throw my TV out the window. I'm not going to do that. I'm kidding. Hannah, do you have a do you have a pick here? If Bill Street could talk. Okay. I'm probably going to be wrong on this one. I'm going with Black Panther. Okay. I mean, I think those are my two top two. Mm-hmm. I, I think for music, I think 
original score. It was yeah, good. It, it was a good score. If they want to give Black Panther <laughs> yeah, an award, a good score. this is the place to give them an award. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you want, if you want to give it a, an award that's not a technical award, mm-hmm. there's your moment. There's your moment right there. So yeah, but can I just say, like, what the fuck is Mary Poppins Returns doing in all of these categories? I mean, like, it's a music. Musical. You had to do. Yeah, yeah, but it, like it's, it's there the musical. are other musicals in the world. I'm sure. Like that. Did, must you, be, did you see Mary Poppins Returns? No, it just came out. But like, come on, it, it looks so boring. It's actually not. Lin Manuel Miranda wrote um, a lot of like okay, the never mind songs. He's perfect. Um, so and actually, I have no idea how to go back one for the original song. I have no idea how the place where lost things go got nominated over almost literally every other song in that film. Cause there's like one called like the cover is not the book, which is really like, I, I don't want to say inappropriate, but Ooh. like it's, it's racy for a, a children's racy? movie. Okay. And Josh, and Josh and I sat there and there, we were like, are these really the lyrics? This is amazing. Also Emily Blunt is adorable and <laughs> I'm with it. I, I just hear she's not very good in it, but you know, I like I her. I don't care. I just yeah. gotta look. She just gotta have her face on the screen and I'm cool with it. I actually prefer this movie to the original Mary Poppins because it really, it's, it's more like, it's more like the book series. And also I hate huh. the romanticization of chimney sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> Only a true Victorianist would come out with a hot take like that. <laughs> yeah, go read some William Blake poetry and then try and watch Mary Poppins. This is the point. If this were a regular show, where Wayne, Wayne and Katya would be like, "Why are we still doing this?" <laughs> so, so the thing I don't like about Mary Poppins Returns is it like reinforces like the bourgeoisie bank owner working. Like and and like sublimates the working class, and it doesn't have a strong of of like political like uprising as like the you know suffragette storyline in the first movie. This has but been anyway. Hannah Rogers' Marxist critique of Mary Poppins. Hannah, Returns. nobody <laughs> wants to see the poor old urchins in the workhouse in a Disney movie. Like, come on. I do, but <laughs> again, <laughs> again, I'm I'm also looking for Game of Thrones Frozen. So you know, <laughs> I'm not necessarily target audience. Cinematography, one of my favorite oh, categories. My f- it really is. I favorite. love the cinematography category. Uh, this year's nominees for cinematography. And I know no one else cares, but like, seriously, I care. This we, is the only one I care about. We, I'm talking about people listening. I mean, we care. Oh, okay. We love this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cinematography, Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star is Born. Favorite. Zoe, favorite? Favorite. Hannah? I'm going to go with The Favorite. Also, how did Beale, if Bill Street Could Talk not get nominated for this category? Oh my but God. Star is Born oh. did. I'm going with Favorite. I was going with Roma up until today when I watched it, and I said, nah, Favorite's better. It's favorites totally better. Roma's still really good. He just has a really good sense of space. He does. If they gave awards for like mise en scène, he would totally win. But for Roma, but no. Cinematography, the favorite. Woo! My baby. And and we're enough film geeks that everybody else who's not us a film geek or in my freshman intro to English class where I make them learn that <laughs> <laughs> what mise-en-scene means because um, I teach a, I, I mix literature with film oh, good. so as you would, should right so so my students would be like oh yeah yeah we know that one we read that chapter of understanding movies <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yes I agree with you and I and for exactly that reason I think that I think that Roma's a good second choice because mm-hmm. I don't think most people know the difference well enough even the people who get to vote but if you're voting on pure cinematography favorite the favorite wins the favorite wins it's got to 
So all three of us are on there. Yay. Film editing, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. I'm not sure. I went with Black Klansman. See, I think I think Black Klansman is going to win a lot more awards than anybody's expecting it to. If, if you're if you're following the theme of my my list here, now Spike okay. won't get this one, but I think Black Klansman actually is going to sneak in there. I kind of love the editing on the favorite. Uh, you know, I was actually kind of annoyed sometimes. I I, I thought they made some poor choices. Uh, I can actually agree with that criticism for once. <laughs> one criticism that I can yeah. agree with. So I, 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 I like the movie. I adored the movie. But I thought they made some poor editing choices. Yeah, I think <laughs> of all of these, Black Klansman probably is the one with the best editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree but with that. Street, what should have been in here because that would, it, it should have gotten way more nominations than it did for technical categories, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound editing, and this is where it gets weird because mm-hmm. sound editing and sound mixing, which everybody messes up. <laughs> but sound editing, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. The heck is First Man? It's it's a very very bad, boring, depressing movie about Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Oh, 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 okay. It's by the same director who did the movie that you hate that I won't mention names. <laughs> I actually am curious. <laughs> You can La tell. La La Land. La La Land. It's oh, always La La Land. Okay. okay, got it, got it, got it. I thought, I thought maybe it was something we hadn't mentioned yet. No. no. An abomination to the movie that cinema. must not be named. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Black Panther for sound editing. Really? Yeah. Okay. I feel like First Man and A Quiet Place did like interesting things, but I don't, but they like came out so long ago and they aren't very big. And this is like their one category mm-hmm. that maybe it's just safer to pick Black Panther. Here's where it gets weird. Sound editing and sound mixing. For people who don't know, sound editing is the creation of sound for a movie. It is what you might call sound effects. If you were building, if you were a regular person, it's the it's the sound equivalent of the uh, of the visual effects award. Sound mixing is the award for creating the actual audio mix for when is it quiet? When is it loud? When is it? I think that for sound editing, this is the one award won by a quiet place. Oh, it could easily be Black Panther. I might be wrong. So if you're if you're picking your things by what you know, what the most of us vote for, you, you, Black Panther is not a bad pick. I think just for on technical aspects, it depends on how many people are going to vote because you don't have to vote for every Oscar. Right, right, right. I think A Quiet Place. I think this is their one shot in an Oscar. Well, okay. I think it might be. That's literally their one shot in Oscar. I'm yeah, not, this is a, yeah, yeah, it's the only babies. thing on the list I have them for. It's the only thing I have them for. I think they're, do they have, wait, do they have, cause they're nominated for something else, aren't they? Or is that their only nomination? Oh, maybe they're not, I think wrong. they're nominated for one more thing. I thought so too, but I've already lost track. Okay. Um, <laughs> sound mixing, similar nominees, but not exactly the same. Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. This one I think goes to Bohemian Rhapsody. That's what I think goes to First Man. See, oh. I, I was going to well, say I didn't first see man. First Man, so I, I I didn't see it. I watched clips, and the sound was good. <laughs> I mean, it's a very scientific and technical way yes. to look at it. It, it it was a movie where I didn't need to watch the entire film it's one that I can judge from from just watching the five minutes of it because it's like oh yeah I see what I see where you're going yeah, with this. I really don't want to watch that <laughs> don't watch it it's really bad even Josh was <laughs> bored and he usually loves that kind of crap Hannah, what'd you go with? first man First man. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah they, they, they did a good job mixing sound, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, oh. and like, and sound plays like a really big role in like some of like the 
big, if you want to call them that, scenes in this film. <sighs> Whatever. Like when they go to space. I mean, yeah, yeah like, but also like emotionally big <laughs> as well. Oh. That's why I think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win. Just as an aside for, for these two categories, you know what got robbed last year? Oh, what? <laughs> uh, last year should have been Baby Driver's year. No. Uh, no. I, for sound editing and sound mixing? Hold on. Let me see who for, actually won, because I can't fucking Dunkirk. remember. Dunkirk. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dunkirk won, and I knew they were going to win. Dunkirk wins because I it's was, loud. That's why it won. And I was irritated because for this category, Baby Driver deserved the award. I can definitely get behind that. Dunkirk only won because it's loud. That's why I yeah. kind of am thinking Black Panther is going to win these. It, yeah, it could have, because absolutely it's very happen. showy in its sounds that the movie makes. <laughs> and I think some people who vote don't really give a shit about technicalities. Uh, visual effects. Avengers Infinity War. Christopher Robin. First Man. Ready Player One. And Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, God. Yeah. It's the visual. It's the visual effects. A category. This is probably the one category where people who were people who are not just film buffs, people who are just movie fans, probably have always seen the most of the movies. Yeah, the old. It's the least Oscar mm. category. Can I just say that Solo was boring. Ray Player One is probably the film I paid most in a long time, besides First Man. Actually, Christopher Robin made me cry the entire time. Uh, <laughs> and First Man, you hate it. And Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, also made me cry hysterically because Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't think that has anything to do with how I'm going to pick this award. How are you going to pick the award? Uh, you know, I think I'm just going to go with Avengers Infinity War because I hate all the other ones except Christopher Robin. And I think that Avengers Infinity War is just has like more. Mm-hmm. So I think people were also everyone saw Avengers Infinity War. So like if you didn't watch all the films and you decided to vote. Mm-hmm. That one. Even old white guys probably saw Avengers of Infinity War. Uh, Especially old white guys. <laughs> no, old, no, the Academy members are old white guys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're just, I mean they're, yeah, they're they've, been, they've been around for comic books. Yeah. They have grandkids. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Zoe, what do you think? I have only seen Solo from this list, so I will vote for Avengers Infinity War. I also am going Avengers Infinity War for much like Christian Bale. This is for the most special effects. Yeah, they did With the, the most. caveat <laughs> that if it's going to be beat, it's going to beat by Ready by Ready Player One. Mm. And for the content of the movie, I agree with Hannah. <laughs> this is not about this is not a category. This is not a category about quality or about content. It's just this about is a being category pretty. about the prettiness of the special effects and the and the <laughs> and if you really wanted to talk about a technical achievement, Christopher Robbins probably a reasonable choice. But I think that for the most special effects, uh, I think that you're I think you're looking at Avengers Infinity War. I think that's mm. their only nomination. I think they got it. But also Christopher Robin was a really weird film, but also a really good film. Um, mm. So people should see it. I really enjoyed it, despite saying I cried throughout the entire thing. Production design. Nominees. Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Hmm. I am also in team hmm. I did not realize First Man had um, all of these 
like technical. Yeah, so many technical. They were nominated for everything technical. They swept the technical nominations. Uh, they did not get film editing. So weird. Hard. <laughs> uh, the favorite. Oh, you go the favorite. Okay. Everything. I go with the favorite for everything. <laughs> Actually, maybe Black Panther. I'm up in the air here. I was I, I, so when looking at this, I'm like, I was my first gut. My gut was the favorite, and then I went maybe Black Panther, and then I said Roma. But my problem with Roma is there's not really a production design. It's just mm-hmm. what was there, right? And I think people can tell the difference. I, I think it's I think it's beautiful sets, but you know, because they went to a nice looking place. Yeah. And I think that I think that the Academy voters are going to they're going to apply some production design is not just choosing the set. I think that they will apply some some privilege to the, you know, to the craftsmanship of making a world. Yeah. So I exactly. landed on Black Panther. I landed on Black Panther because of it. But I could see literally any of these winning this. I think the favorite's going to win, but I Black Panther could win and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but yeah, in Roma, it doesn't really set a mood. I feel like with production design, it the surroundings have to create something. Uh, mm-hmm. And in Roma, just they're beautiful, beautifully shot things. Yeah, you uh, go, that could be Mexico. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. And, it prob- and it is. Yeah. You know, it is. But the sets, like, oh, yeah. sets yeah. add nothing to the emotional weight or to the plot at all. So, mm-hmm. so you guys are both going with the favorite. favorite yeah. But, but also I, I agree that the black Panther could get this one. Mm-hmm. I also think Mary Poppins could take this one. I think oh, first man could wow. take this one. It could be, it could be anything on this one. If this is, Mary this is Poppins wins an Oscar for anything. I'm going to be aghast, but this could be a situation like, you know, the Oscar award winning suicide squad. Oh God. Oh, right. <laughs> which, which for the one thing that it won for it. Deserved. Uh, Mary Poppins returns is much better than suicide squad. I'm sure. <laughs> oh no, no suicide squad didn't win for that. Suicide squad won for hair and no, makeup. No, I'm just, and I'm just like, saying no. overall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad's not a good movie. I, I actually enjoy it, but it's bad. It's a really bad movie. I, I just, I had fun with it, which is not just because it's a superhero movie, because there's a lot of superhero movies I cannot say that about. All right, so next. Almost done. Makeup and hairstyling, speaking of. Favorite. And makeup and hairstyling only ever has three. Has three. It's a different, it's a special it's role. The, Best picture gets Favorite three. is not on this oh, list. Oh, favorite's right? not nominated. I forgot. Favorite's I forgot. not on this list. You got Border, Ice, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. And yeah, Vice no, for the most it's, makeup. it's going to be Vice. Vice. Come well, on. Okay, Mary Queen of Scots, I'm going to go with this. Well, it's, it's the so one thing it deserves. obvious to give it to... Yeah. It's so obvious so to get into a costume drama, though. No, no, no. Like the so reason th- why I'm going with Mary Queen of Scots because I think I'm the only one who's seen who's seen this movie of us. Mm-hmm. I did not see it. Right? Yeah, uh, I haven't so seen it. So Elizabeth gets sick, uh, and like her illness and like the sores on her face are just so like realistic so cool. and just well done. And I know that Vice is like a physical transformation. But Mary Queen of Scots just has like really like interesting makeup choices and it's really subtle and like there's a lot of things that are a mess in that movie that try and be interesting. But this is like the one thing it really nails. <laughs> and here's where I think Hannah's got a point because because okay. if you're again if you're trying to part of this episode is teaching people how to game the Oscars if you want to win mm. this thing. And if you believe it or not, if you want to just like make a smart pick, you would think that period dramas are all about winning the costume design. Yeah. And they do win. But but if you got a period drama, always a safe bet for hair and makeup. Okay. It just is. 
And yet, I still think I think Vice is going to win. Yeah, that <laughs> transformation think, into Dick Cheney. Come on! I think I think people like laughing at Dick Cheney. We'll see. Yeah, I think people like. Yeah, that's where I think it's going to be. And final category: costume design. The nominees: The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. Favorite, favorite, favorite. Yeah, I think it's the favorite. Favorite, favorite, favorite. favorite. I agree. All three of us. I, That's where Sandy I think Powell. Totally. I mean, she's like yeah. one of the most famous costumers in Hollywood. So, wait, guys, we didn't do best picture yet. Yes, we did. did. We, we started best with best picture, didn't we? Did we? I don't know. Yeah. We've been doing this show for so long. I forgot where we began. <laughs> it's a long episode. So the question is, did we resolve anything? I think that the actual uh, question is, will this episode be longer than the actual Oscars broadcast? No. (laughs) (laughs) And I will watch every second. Yes, me too. Because it's Oscar. (laughs) Do you dress up? No, I sit on my oh, couch yeah. in my underwear and like. It, no. depends, on, it depends on if I'm having Wait, people. Are you over. having people over? Or are you not? Because I, I if me, if you, oh, I'll have yeah. an Oscar party. But okay, so the, now the question is: Are you wearing your underwear or not? Because that will affect my decision. I will put <laughs> pants on just for and you, I was, Hannah. I was so going to edit this out, and now I'm not. <laughs> so. <laughs> Fine. Oh. I guess I'll wear pants for company. <laughs> Curses. Oh. Well, Zoe, thanks for helping us do this. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me and having me again. Where can people find you, follow you if they want to know more about your love of movies? I am on Twitter as Hedgerows. And Palindrome Hannah. Uh, you can, of course, follow me on Twitter at Hannah Lee Rogers. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Maverick. You can follow the show on Twitter at Vox Popcast. You can read my blog at www.chrismaverick.com or the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com where you will find out about our next show and be able to give comments that we will address as we record it and all future shows. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever the hell else you get podcasts and leave us a review, especially on iTunes. That helps people find the show. If you leave us a five-star review, I would like to thank Maximilian of Thoughtform Music for our epic theme song, which is building ever more epically as it plays us out. I would like to thank you at home for listening. Once again, thank you, Zoe. You're welcome. And we will see you next time. Bye. 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 You're supposed to say, and the Oscar goes to. And the winner is... (laughs) 